welcome to episode 40 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. And so our tricky run of four away games in just under a fortnight came to a pleasing end up at Carrow Road yesterday afternoon. From Swindon to Norwich via Bucharest and North London, all places where it is not inconceivable that locals have more fingers than is considered standard or indeed necessary. We've racked up three wins and a draw, scoring ten goals and conceding just two in the process. So, is the happy one's plan starting to come together? Joining me, Dare Kaiser or Johnny as I'm otherwise known, to ponder this question and pontificate further on our recent exploits across three competitions are Mark25, who is Mark. Hello there. Dr. Blue Bayou, who is Donal. Good evening. And Grocer Jack, who is probably standing up at present. Um, oh, and his name is Tony. Yeah. Uh, good evening. And no, I have discovered the delights of chamois cream. Oh, fabulous stuff. <laughs> Excellent. This is another bid for sponsorship, we ask ourselves. <laughs> well, um, if the makers of utterly whatever it is um, are listening, you know, throw a few pots my way because that stuff is certainly very good. And very highly good. necessary in the coming weeks. But we'll, Indeed. we'll have a bit on that as, as we do. Did you say the makers of utterly? Is that some form of cream that you apply to a cow's udder in order to keep it soft and easier to milk and, are we and, are we talking dairy farming here i haven't meant <laughs> this was never on the arches tony no. this is all new. And, and, and in our quest of course to educate um the listener um uh, you were absolutely right this stuff is actually from uh, it has its roots in cow's udders and uh, someone, someone discovered that it was rather good around the old um undercarriage region um, and various other areas as a, a very good moisturiser and barrier so you can put it on the inside of your, um, your cycling shorts and yeah. in I remember putting having chamois cream to put on the chamois that was in the shorts but I don't remember having any old slap that uh, <laughs> Farmer Giles handed over no, to no. me and said oh, this, 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 fascinating this stuff is called utterly smooth and it comes with chamois uh, with, um, with shea butter or with urea or all sorts of lovely things Uddly, uddly, buddly. It's just there you go. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Before we, um, <laughs> is that available in Anne Summers shops as well as online? <laughs> if, if it isn't yet, I suspect it may not be long. Um, well, Tony is, um, is is well lubricated and ready to go, so um, I, I, I think we shall start. Um, can, can I just check my headphones are working? Okay, you know I broke my previous set. You did, yes, indeed. And I, I bought some nice Sennheiser ones, so I just want to make sure that you can hear me clearly. Uh, loud and clear. Oh, that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with them, so much so that I'm able to run two jobs at once. I'm doing my other um, part-time role tonight, which is working on the depression helpline. So if I have right. to stick across, um, apologies for that, but the headphones are so good, I thought I couldn't miss the opportunity to use them in my in my other evening job. By all means, um Almost speechless there. Um, depression right. helpline. Deep depression helpline. Interesting. I, I work as a part-time counsellor on it, but I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully I won't get any interruptions. Duly noted. You're obviously not covering the uh, northeast London area then. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> right. Now, where was I? Um, um, yeah, something about. It was a football. bit of a crisis in N seventeen. Well, yeah. quite. Um, well, we'll we'll start. Swindon, we won two nil. We're through to the uh, the next round of the League Cup, um, where we, we we're getting the best part of nine thousand tickets for um, Arsenal in a couple of weeks' time, which should be a good turnout. Cheapest is ten pounds for an adult and, uh, and twenty quid. Um, it's all on loyalty points and on sale. Um, I believe from tomorrow, so um, a good opportunity to um, to fill the Emirates with some noise for once. Um, I would suggest. So, but anyway, um, Swindon, Torres and Ramirez got the goal. Um, moves us on. Spurs at the weekend afterwards uh, won all, and the um, the sending off of Torres probably the um, the main talking point. Um, we moved on to Bucharest, one four nil. Ramirez was the um, the standout player of the, um, the game for me, um, and rounded it off on Sunday at um, up at Norwich, where despite um, best efforts, we managed to win three one with um, courtesy of a couple of inspired substitutions from um, from Mr. Mourinho himself. Um, Tony, kick us off. Your view on the four games, standouts, where you think we're um, we're progressing, where you think we're not. Go. Um, if you decide. 
that we would have got three wins and a draw from those four away games, you'd have been happy, wouldn't you? You'd have oh, yeah. club. That's that's good. I mean, and with the potential banana skins in there, not Swindon. I don't think that one was ever really a potential banana skin. But um, and all due respect to them, but you know, um, they are several um, leagues below us. Um, but you know, Tottenham was always going to be a tough game. Um, Stoyer Bucharest, you know, East European um, midweek games. You know, always, you're always at the sort of there's always a chance that you're going to slip up there. And, and Norwich, of course, who um, you know Chris Hutton is is turning into a rather um, smart little outfit. You know, much along the lines of um, uh, some of the other teams that we're seeing in the Premiership, like Southampton, and that that you would ordinarily maybe have had down as um, you know uh, relegation fodder. But um, the bar has been lifted um, right across that sort of middle area. Um, so you know, I'm I'm very happy. I think that I, I suppose from a the, the, the most key games in there, really. I mean, you know, had there been an upset at Swindon, we'd have all gone, oh, well, there you go. Um, you know, it's, it's the Capital One Cup or whatever it is these days. Um, Tottenham, I thought, uh, was a, you know, the arch- it was the archetypal game of two halves, wasn't it? Mm. Tottenham won the first half um, and we looked, frankly, a bit shell-shocked. I'm not quite sure what was going on there. Um, and then second half, we came out and a proverbial rocket had been put up our asses. Not least of all, Fernando Torres, who was outstanding. Um, and you have to ask yourself, you know, what, what, is, what does someone do at, at half time? Do they have to insult his mother? Do they have to, you know, cast aspersions on his family? Or, 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 or well, because something happens when he gets annoyed. He's, he's like that in, the incredible Hulk, isn't he? You know, don't make me angry because. Uh, he wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Um, I thought he was outstanding. I thought he was, was a bloody travesty to send him off. I don't care about the alleged clawing of the face beforehand. For me, that was uh, much ado about nothing. But um, the the actual sending off was... It, I was with Jose on that one. It's a disgraceful bit of um, fake acting from... Um, is it Vertonghen? Is that how you pronounce Vertonghen. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, who's a bloody good player I don't think he needs to do it but he's getting a bit of a track record for doing this sort of thing and also trying to pull the shorts off people as well so uh, he's a bit that, more... uh, that was all a bit well North London if you know what I mean um... yeah. <laughs> well I think I think he's just trying to fit in with the, um, with the old Etonian you know we're, we're in a country now run by by you know old Etonians and um, he's obviously done a bit of homework on you know, Britain and its institutions, Tom Brown school days and all that. Ah, faggot. And, you know, debagging. Yes. You know, <laughs> one goes around debagging chaps, doesn't yeah. one? You know. <laughs> time and a place, though. Time and yeah. a place. I'm sure, I'm sure if they did it through the keyhole on Jan Vertonghen's house, we'd see that he'd had a crumpet toasting fork yeah. by the fireplace and all this sort of thing. He's probably just living, you know, what he believes is the... You know, English public school life, you know, PG Woodhouse and all that. So he goes around just debagging chaps whenever he gets the opportunity. <laughs> he's, 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 Probably ask them for soap money before he lets them in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's my take on uh, it. There, yeah. um, well, uh, <laughs> if I may divert back to um, uh, what I thought was a, a shocking, it was a terrible decision. And if it was based mm. on the earlier incident, then that's wrong as well. You know, you're not supposed to link one with the other. Um, yeah, there's none of this evening it all out. Yeah, evening it all out, sort of rubbish or whatever. So I think um, Jose was right to complain. I mean, it's a bit of a moot point because he's got himself injured anyway. Um, and let's hope he comes back with that fire in his belly. And maybe, maybe there's just this, this little feeling that I've got that maybe Jose was the man required to put that fire back into Torres. We saw it a couple of times last season, not least of all when he had his face mask on. But um, maybe Jose's... You know, he does, it does appear to have, have this ability to get players to run through walls for him. And, and, well, I think uh, it's... Um, no, I, I mean, I agree. I, I, but I think it's, as much as anything else, he's pretty, what he's always generally good at is actually getting playing to play his strength. I mean, we saw it with... We'll get on to Norwich, obviously, but we saw it with Barr yesterday. He got a decent performance out of Barr because he played to his strengths. You know, we, we seem to be hitting a lot of balls long to him where he could run on too reasonably quickly and he, he caused Norwich's backline a lot of problems his finishing is you know it's never going to be the greatest but he gave them gave them headaches should have had a penalty um, and I think that's it's maybe the thing with Torres is that 
Mourinho has just has just looked at him and thought, yeah. right, okay, well, to get the best out of you, I need to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, you know, I, only time will tell. But I suspect that if you, if you look at when Torres plays and look at who plays behind him, there will be a sort of a not a set set formation or a set lineup, but it will probably be there designed to get the best out of um, of whoever is there and Torres himself. Um, there's also the fact that down in the dark and dingy uh, back streets of Tottenham, there is uh, an illegal trade, not only in human organs, but also in yards of pace. And you can go, you can go to particular purvey. You have to know where to go, but you can go and buy an extra yard of pace. And it would appear to me that Torres, Torres obviously was, you know, given some info, and uh, on the way to the game, obviously. Popped round to one of those lock-ups under the railway arches and bought an extra yard of pace. <laughs> Probably stripped from some young lad who'd, you know, only landed in at Luton Airport a couple of days previously, thinking he was going to have a lovely new life in this country. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, or, alternatively, he was going to sign on the dotted line for Tottenham and then decided better. Yeah. Really. <laughs> have more of that later. But, but he... Um, Quite. You know, I don't think Jose could give him what appeared to be a little more... A little more, but he seemed to have a little more. Unless Tottenham were particularly slow, he seemed to have a little bit more speed across the ground, which had certainly been missing, I think, in the last couple of seasons. Mm. Maybe whatever conditioning or you know work on his you know hamstrings, those areas of weakness that have been left after the knee injuries. Maybe someone is getting something right about you know his. Well, it, it's a, it's, a, it's a good point. It's an interesting one, if so, because. As far as I can recall, the last time one of the the sort of the fallings, not fallings out as such, but when Shevchenko arrived and, and clearly looked like he was running through Treacle with his ankles tied together, um, I think there was didn't didn't he want a sprint coach? And Mourinho said no. I'm, I'm going way back into the, the dim and distant past and, and mini tie of how teams are, how the team has run. But I'm fairly sure that. Um, that, that it was denied, um, so maybe that's a point of uh, a point that Jose has learnt about and um, has decided to do similar. I don't know. Hmm. No, it's just interesting that on that particular game, he just appeared to be able to outpace players, whereas you know previously, even when he had good games, he was never able to really go past people like he used to, hmm. you know, two or three years ago, and that was. That was the worry, was that his game had gone because it was based on that, mm. you know, that explosion over three or four yards that took him away, you know, down those sort of channels down the side of the penalty box. Well, he appeared to have some of that. Yeah. Unless Tottenham's defenders are, you know, particularly slow compared to your average. Well, I'd say, I, do, I don't think you particularly think of... Um, it was probably Vertonghen and Dawson, wasn't it? Um, mm. as, as particularly quick. Um, and their fullbacks are reasonably nippy, so oh, I don't know. And he was going past the fullback out wide as well, so you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just you know Dawson in that. Yeah, that's that's what struck me when I saw it. Interesting, anyway. interesting point. Um, Mark, your your thoughts on um, on our little run of uh, four away games. Um, yeah, well, I've started to enjoy it, to be honest. Um, I mean, the season started a bit slowly for the team, and it started a bit slowly for me. I, I found it quite difficult to get into this season, but I have enjoyed the last couple of games. Um, Stow, Bucharest, and Norwich. Um, I mean, looking at the four games, um, we, we've, we've got to put them into context, and... They are a decent set of results. Tony said that you know we'd be pleased with um, three wins and a draw out of those four games. But it is Swindon. Spurs are decent opposition, I suppose. Stal Bucharest. I mean, they. Um, I, I had a look look on Google earlier on to try and find out what the equivalent is of a pub in Romania. Well, I think the equivalent <coughs> is, is actually a pub because there is the Harp Irish pub in the main square in Bucharest. So I think the team that came across were representing the Harp Irish Pub Bucharest. <laughs> I mean, they, oh, if we could play them every week, we would be You would be unhappy, champions. would you? Yeah. Mm. And um, Norwich. I mean, um, there are no easy... G- hang on a minute. I think I've just got to go to the other line. Hang on. Alan? Alan? No, I can't take your call now, Alan. I know, I know you're upset about the Spurs result. 
I'll, I'll get back to you. Um, give me t- 10 o'clock. I'll, I'll give you a call back. Thanks, Alan. Bye. Sorry about that. Um, and I know people say there are no... Um, I'm just, I've got a queue of them on the line. <laughs> I know people say there are yeah, no easy like games. the protocol of how to handle these people. <laughs> yeah. No, well, some other fans I would treat more sympathetically. The, the Spurs fans will have to wait. <laughs> It's a depression helpline for heaven's sake. Anyway, it's fine. Don't worry, they can wait. And um, people say there are no there are no easy games in the Premier League. And I mean, all the opposition are tough. Everyone will give you a good game, but Norwich is one of the teams where you would be expected to win. Mm. So it's been a decent set of four games, but we have to keep our feet on the ground and remember the four teams that we've been playing against. Spurs away, um, I suppose, was a decent point in the end. I always find it frustrating that uh, a team only starts to play well when they're 1-0 down. Mm, true. And it was a bit like Norwich yesterday. We only started to really play well when we'd thrown it away. And we, we, you know, we should have been 2 or 3 up. We, let, we threw it away and let them come back into the game at 1-1. And then we started to play. I can never quite understand why teams can't play and get 2 or 3 up rather than having to wait to go down to start to play properly. Um, but I think that's just human psychology. The only other thing I've concluded from yesterday, really, was, um, well, a couple of things. Um, firstly, I'm delighted that Ruddy um, stood firm and turned us down in the summer and that we didn't sign him as our backup because uh, he looked complete shambles against Denver Bar. He had to make I mean, he, he, uh, he is the first man to make Denver Bar look like Didier Drogba. Not an unreasonable point. And um, Oscar, once again, I know um, he's my favourite, as um, Brucey would say on Strictly Come Dancing. You're my favourite, but I genuinely mean it to Oscar. I mean, the way he holds the ball and the way he ran with it yesterday, and his goal, I mean, that just oozes class. Just uh, without breaking stride, just strike, strikes across the ball. He is a superb player. It was a bit of Brazil, wasn't it? It was yeah. very, very good indeed. I think we should just sign Brazilians from now on. And I... Well, we, I think we've got a reasonable oh, chunk yeah. of their... Um, I their say, we've got a few of them already. Possible, possible starting 11 for... Um, well, I did hear on, um, on the radio last week, actually, that um, Stau Bucharest had the capability to play a complete 11 of Brazilians. Blimey. They chose not to. Um, so, on the basis that our Brazilians who can't get into the Stau Bucharest first team, obviously, there are two types of Brazilians. Good ones and ones that can't get into the Stab Bucharest first 11. So they're good as long as you get some good ones. Fair enough, I think. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, just on the subject of Oscar, I I personally think he's um, he's probably good for um, for 20 goals this season. I mean, he's got, where are we, four already, is it, I think? Yeah, four, yeah. In, in what, 10 games? So, you know, it's, it's a goal. That's, that's striker level of... Um, a, a, you know, scoring rate, which is um, you know, long may you keep it up. Um, I think um, for me, it just it looks like we've actually progressed a little bit. That, that's the thing that I've sort of drawn from the, the, the run of four games. Yes, you know, the, the opposition is varied, but with with varied opposition, irrespective of strength, you know, you got you need different game plans, and we seem to be able to kind of alter our game to match whatever's thrown at us. The thing that, that's standing out for me at the moment is we're not dominating games like Mourinho teams of the past have done. You know, Norwich had a fair crack yesterday. Um, Spurs obviously were all over us in the first half. Um, Stoyer did really do a, a great deal. Um, Swindon had their moments, but, you know, we've, we've reacted reasonably well. Um, I think we've only conceded, what, two goals in those four games? Which, um, yes. which, which is not bad going. Um, Donal, your um, your four penathon. Um... <coughs> um, sorry, I've got a bit of a, <clears throat> a cough, and uh, for any youngsters listening, um, that's what you get for smoking sixty capstan full strength a day for thirty years. <coughs> and if you happen to see Jack, tell him, you know. <laughs> And you might say that, uh, as as Mark has been pointing out, we, we don't hear them um, talking too much about Oscar on the old TV, do we? So maybe he needs to start lighting up 
behind the bike sheds and puffing away. And they, <laughs> they might notice him. Um, yes. Um, I, yeah, there's not a lot else to say. I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with bits of what everyone said. You know, it, it could have been disastrous if, if we'd a couple of those results had gone the wrong way. Certainly, we, if we'd gone out of the Capital Cup, it would have just been embarrassing, um, considering the team we put out. But these things do happen. You know, we struggled at Brentford last year, although Brentford were obviously, I think, a division or two higher. But you can get these situations where on a, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday night in a competition like that, it can, you know, a small ground, it can all go wrong. Uh, but it, it was a competent performance, probably nothing... Nothing more. We got a decent draw against Tottenham. We should have won the game. Probably, you know, I'm guessing we would have had Torres not being sent off. I think the, you know, they had two centre backs on yellow cards. Torres was giving them all sorts of pain and grief. I, I, I think they would have gone down to ten than we were. Mm. The ref not had a complete. Um, I know you could say that, well, West Ham won 3-0 there yesterday, and that pulls out some but, you know, I think, I think it's a different game. I think it was approached differently by Tottenham mentally, etc., etc. And, um, you know, we've had to go to Tottenham United and Everton, none of which are going to be easy for anyone this season. And, you know, come away with draws, perhaps. Mm. We'd like to think we could have got a win at one of those, but... Yeah, sorry, I mean... It's... With a defeat at Everton, but... Um, two draws and a defeat, you probably want maybe another point or two out of those, but, you know, it's, it's not it's, it's certainly not too upsetting. Um, yeah, and it seems as though Mourinho's settling on a, a team. I, I do wonder about De Bruyne and, or De Bruyne or whatever um, pronunciation is appropriate, and Mikel, you know, a couple of those two players particularly, and Aspilicueta, I do worry about the way they don't seem to be getting a look in. Um, we'll have to wait and see what what emerges. Yeah. Uh, I did wonder yesterday about and the Tottenham game, the first half. And again, this isn't Ante Mourinho. It's more sort of the way people turn things on their heads. You know, he sent the team out against Tottenham and they were poor. And... If that isn't his fault, it's the player's fault. Then it can't all be him if they turn it round in the second half sort of thing. And yesterday, those substitutions, he had to bring Hazard on, didn't he? Because uh, Cole, he had no left back to go in for Cole, did he? No, I think we we ended up... He did say that he didn't know that Cole was injured. Someone was injured, I thought, and that's why Hazard came on. Yeah, it was cold, but he didn't. He Mourinho said after the game that he didn't. He didn't know that at that point Cole had done his ribs. Mm. So he said it was a tactical oh, substitution. Right, oh, so he pulled. He he was hooking Cole off for, a, for a tactical. Uh, yeah, for a tactical change okay. to go through at the back. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I I, I wasn't there. I wasn't watching. Him and I, but it seemed to be fairly obvious to people that Cole was injured for a few minutes before he came off. But anyway, I'll accept that. Uh, but right, yeah, you know, because um, <coughs> we sort of ended up with with Schur as kind of a bit of a wing back, and then the other three. So I mean, I was listening to that bit of it. I saw the the first half and early part of the second half. That part of, by then I'd had to go out. I was listening to it on the radio, and on the radio they seemed to be suggesting shortly before the goal, the second goal went in, that people like Oscar and so on were looking to the bench and asking where they were supposed to be playing. And so... I, I didn't see any of that. No, well, that, that's I'm, that's why I'm asking the question. I I was by then having to depend on radio commentary, which is never... Uh, I see. Um, but they seem to be suggesting that the players were looking confused with the formation because I think shortly before scoring the second goal, Norwich were looking a little bit dangerous and the suggestion on the radio was that Chelsea were looking slightly disorganised. I don't know if that's true. You're saying it's not, Mark, that they... No, I'm not saying that we um, at one point didn't look a bit disorganised and, and after Norwich scored, it did look more likely that they were going to score the next goal than us. 
But in, in terms of me noticing any players wandering around looking over towards the bench, it's mm. difficult to tell on TV because you're focusing on a narrow section of the pitch, but I certainly wasn't aware of any of that. And, yeah, and um, they, they, they were sort of focusing on that big style. There was, particularly on Oscar, they were saying Oscar was, you know, definitely looking all the shadows towards the bench. So, no, then that is completely wrong. I mean, Oscar has a football brain the size of London. I mean, he would never ever get confused about anything. The guy's a genius. So, um, <laughs> he, he, he may, he he may not have been confused for himself, Mark, but he might have been trying to help out one or two other communities. The, the less gifted. It was just that, you know, it, it worked. <clears throat> it worked, but I'm not convinced that it will work every time. You know, and fair play is better. Yeah. And Ferguson has done it in the past, and Wenger, and frustratingly we haven't, is that when you do need, perhaps, to go for the win, you do get some attacking players on and, and, you know, change your formation around. And it is good to see that. I'm not sure, you know... You're sort of knocking Mourinho a bit, aren't you? I'm not knocking Mourinho. No, you are. No, no, you can't deny it. And Johnny, I'm I'm not happy with this. We'd agreed ages ago that it was my role (laughs) to knock Mourinho. And now you've let... You've just... You're not sharing this properly. You've let him come in and steal what I'm meant to be doing. There is no no way that I'm trading on your... Now I'm going to have to do his role. I'm I'm commenting commenting (laughs) on people commenting on Mourinho and that there is this sort of... Well, if it goes right, he's a genius. If it goes wrong, it's the player's fault element of of the way people look at things. And I I think it's always far more... It's far less black and white than that. And no, it is like, exactly. You gamble and you sometimes you win and sometimes you it lose. Should, um, it should be noted that uh, Mourinho said roughly the same thing in his um, in his post-match interview um, yesterday. Basically, you know, interviewer makes comments about the substitutions changing the game. And, you know, he said, well, yeah, of course, you know, I, th- I always think my substitutions are great. It's just the players that carry it out. It's, you know, yeah. if it works, brilliant. If it doesn't, so be it, kind of thing. But all, all fans have an agenda, and managers have a reputation. So if, um, I don't know if, if um, agenda. I'm, I'm agenda. No, no, fan, all fans have an agenda because of their personal preferences. If, um, if the fat Spanish waiter took us to Everton and we lost, he would get absolutely slated. If Jose takes us to Everton and we lose. It's all about, well, he's still finding his feet, he's still trying to work out his best team, but he'll turn his magic on in the end. And, and in terms of, um, I, I'm not knocking Mourinho, because I'm quite happy with the way he's doing it this season, and also I'm, I'm happy with the way he's behaving. But I'm a bit surprised that he hasn't worked a bit more magic early on. And, I mean, in terms of a magic trick, I'm, I'm trying to work out at what stage he is in the magic show. Has, has he even found the shop that sells the rabbit? let alone actually got one and started practicing with it um, I, th- I think it's it's the old work in progress thing isn't it it's I think Jose's gone way beyond rabbits and hats I think Jose's the padlock me in the sack weigh me down with a ton weight and throw me into the dock and I'll still come up you know with a rabbit or without the rabbit <clears throat> no just coming up alive oh, just coming out up. of the sack escaping from it you know he's okay. I think he's he's further on and, and I don't as I say I do apologise for seeming to tread on your turf and I don't want to force you into ever greater denunciations of Jose just so as to okay. just so as to reclaim you know we're we're up the top of Everest and you know I'm Sherpa Tenzing and you're you know Hillary and you're, you're feeling that you should be planting the flag and not some old I've you know, told you don't call me Hillary I don't mind Shirley but I don't <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I'm just pondering other um, other. I mean, for me, yesterday obviously the substitutes yesterday worked absolutely fine. Norwich were, like you say, Mark, looking a little more likely to um, to get get a second goal. And um, Lum held Eden Hazard crops up and um, puts us ahead. And um, and Will Ian put in an absolutely storming. Um, to round things off nicely, which um, it's just good. It's the first time I've sort of started to feel reasonably comfortable about the way we're playing and the way we look. It, 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 I'm still not sold on Lampard and Ramirez so in, in that midfield. No, I'm not actually. That's it, it's it's my least favourite pairing because I think it, yeah. it, 
and it's not about the individuals themselves and you know no. Ramirez, Ramirez particularly I think has a important role to play but it, it's defensively I just don't think it works um, not as well with, as, as with Mikel Mikel was no, far more exactly. accomplished for me it would, it would still be Mikel plus Ramirez and or Lampard yeah sorry Ramirez or Lampard um, yeah, indeed. And, um, and I suspect that Van Hinkle when he um, gets his um, gets his knee ligament sorted out will be prime for that um, or one of those roles um, but yeah I, th- I think I don't know Mikel I think I, I'm a big fan of the lad but I, I just think that Jose seems to want to play a slightly different way he'll use him as the insurance policy to, to come on and put a foot on it and, and just take the sting out of a game but I, th- I just get the impression he's he's sort of secondary this season um, whereas you yeah. know up until now he's been um, he's, he's been a pretty key player which is fine you know if, if that's if that's the way the boss wants it so be it you know we can't um, moan about that um, matter now obviously this was much discussed um, in the in the early part of the season about how Matter wasn't playing and there was a, a huge rift developing between him and Jose and he was ripe for being sold in the summer and then ripe for being sold in January and you know all the all the usual sort of press tales that um, come out. Um, Matter it would seem has has bought into um, the Jose way of thinking and um, and actually seems last couple of games it's actually him that's been playing in the. Um, the little number ten hole behind the um, behind the striker, which you know has previously been billed as um, as Oscar. Um, Toad, you be, I presume you're happy with him being back. Have you have you noticed the difference? Is this, is this yes, a, I do think I have noticed a difference. I do. I genuinely think. Hello, ding dong. That's like your bicycle. <laughs> I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. Um, oh, well, I've got a bike. I can ride it if I like. That's a bit more out there Sid Barrett um, I frankly um, I do think Matt has has added some something to his game he does seem to be far more um, uh, uh, capable of, of tracking back I think he, he I, I saw an interview or read an interview I can't remember where I saw it or read it but it was definitely along the lines of um, I think it was on the telly where he was asked outright you know um Will you, will you change and he he answered brilliantly with the answer you know, I'm a professional I, I want to get better um, so I'll do whatever it takes, um, which is kind of what we expected. I think we know he's an intelligent, um, an intelligent man, an intelligent footballer, um, and you know you can't deny that Oscar is at the moment um, on a rich um, run of, of, of top form. And I think Mourinho, you know, is always going to struggle to fit three, four creative Herberts in there, um, uh, especially now with the uh, the addition of Shirley. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to call it that because it just makes me laugh. But um, no, it's, it's absolutely fine. You carry yeah, on. Um, and Eden Hazard, who is my favourite player, um, who I thought came on yesterday and, and immediately started to get Norwich quivering. Just cause um, problems, isn't he? He, he just does. And, and, you know, I mean, defenders must be looking at him every time he comes at him and thinking, fuck me, what am I going to do with this time? You know, what's he going to try and do with the ball? He's so hard to knock off the ball. But we, so we talk about Juan Mata. So I think um, Juan Mata is that utility player. He's almost been transformed into that. Um, that kind of utility player of, you know, he can do Oscar's job, he can do Hazard's job, he can do Shirley's job, and he could he could quite easily, I think, sit in there and do Ramirez's role as well, you know. So he's got that kind of ability, and I think maybe that's where Jose's put him. Um, uh, yeah, uh, did it used to be called a sweeper or something? You know, that's kind of player, utility player, I prefer it, um, who isn't pigeonholed into a particular position. It's good that he's back. I think there's been a marked uplift in. Um, in, in in what we've and how we've been playing um, since he's been, he, he, you know, Matt always um, always suffered in the past slightly with uh, I think you know being anonymous. You know, if he wasn't having a good game, he could fall into anonymity. Um, and yeah, that's very the, true. The, the, you know, the Champions League final was a, was an example where he didn't really have an awful lot of influence, and you know, until you know, sporadically at best during that game. Um, and I think Joe says. I'm going to give Jose the benefit of being a very good coach, and I think he spotted that and said, "Look, you know, this is what we can do with you." And um, it's good to see him back. I think, you know, when you look at that bench yesterday, I mean, Christ, can anybody remember us having a bench that strong in the last three, four years, five years? It was pretty versatile. Oh, 
you know, I mean, was, um, you know, the opposing managers must look across at that and think, fucking hell, hold on a minute. You know, every one of them would be on my, first on my list. You know, that's, yeah, that's, it's um, there's some good variety. I, I'm I'm getting to like Schuler more and more. Um, he's he's very good. I mean, he's classic player. He just runs at people. It's he's a little bit, and it's not being unkind to him. It's a little. He's a little bit. Reminds me a little bit of Kalu. We first say, you know, all right, yes. Well, clearly the get your goal, though. Yes, that's true, yeah. Schiller needs to get his, uh, get his shooting bit, sorted. But, I am um, a bit hard there, I realise that. No, 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 but it's, it's a good point. But, you know, that's that's what he needs to add to his game. But he's just got that thing, you know, he gets the ball, he will run at people, which, you know, for defenders who are um, who are not fleet of foot and um, and terribly quick it, well for any defender it's not great but I think he caused um, he caused Norwich a lot of problems yesterday um, he destroyed that bloke against um, Stow didn't he that was their you know their major yes. weakness and he took him apart I th- yeah I, I can't remember Gorgiovsky or something yeah. along those lines but yeah he, um, he looked like he won a competition Mm. <laughs> as, as, as far as I could tell, he really wasn't anywhere near of the, the standard. I mean, the rest of the team wasn't great, but um, he really was. Um, he, he, he gets the he George Wiggins cousin, was he? From the heart pub. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. He was, he was a pot man, wasn't he? Yeah. Right. Not George Weir's cousin, then? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, no. No, I like Sherlock. I think he's. I think there's a lot, to, there's a lot more to come from him, I think. He looks... Um, he looks apart. Yeah, he hasn't scored the goal, and he's you know he's had some chances, and they just haven't run for him. But you know he's uh, he seems a f- quite a versatile player. He's he's good defensively as well as going forward, which I think he's, he's a very Mourinho player, isn't he? Just, very yeah. much a Mourinho player. I mean, he's a grafter, and he, I think he will follow instructions from Mourinho, even if it doesn't. It's not particularly good for him. He'll just run himself into the ground as a Mourinho disciple. Yeah, and, and, you, and you need one or two of those in a team. Yeah, it's it's you know it's Thiago the first time round, isn't it? You know, it's either you know he gets stuck on with twenty minutes to go when you two nil up, and you, you can see Jose on the touchline pointing right. You do this, you do this. Don't aim out your sight. Off you go, and that's exactly what he goes and does. And um, and I think you know Schuller obviously a little more attack attack minded, but I think that's very much the um, the kind of player we're looking at. Um, just want to touch briefly on. Um, on the defence, which it seems to be set, the centre centre half pairing seems to be settling roughly towards um, JT and Lewis, another one who's um, who's kind of understood that uh, that Jose wants certain things from um, from certain players, and um, seems to have kind of knuckled down a bit and was. Um, has been pretty good um, overall. Tone, obviously, we know you're a fan. Um, you think that's that's probably our um, our strongest centre half pairing. Um, no, I don't. I'm not sure. I do think that. I, I, I'm a big fan of Louise. I'm a big fan of John Terry, and I'm a big fan of Gary Cahill. I think Gary Cahill has not put a foot wrong this season, and he didn't put a foot wrong last season. I think he can consider, consider himself to be a tad unlucky. However, what I do think is that Cahill was possibly the future, whereas John Terry isn't. And uh, I think Mourinho may well have told him that and said, you know, bide your time. You're a young man. Um, John Terry is getting a lot more games this season, but there's a, a, a limit, I think. You know, we all know that injuries come to players in their 30s and take longer to recover. Um, JT's had more injuries in the last few years, you know, obviously, you know, taking its toll when you prepare to shove yourself into tackles and everything um, with, with no fear, as it were. Um, so I, th- I like to think that. And, and surely that's what we want, isn't it? We, we, we absolutely want. Um, you know, people fighting for those positions. Uh, you know, um, yeah, in, in that central position. Uh, so I think Cahill can count as a bit unlucky. Louise is obviously, you know, how what I noted yesterday was watching the game and I was sort of taking some notes notes down just to refer back to because to do the report. But one thing I did notice was that when we conceded that goal, the usual Twitter. Um, explosion of of bile and you know that's all Louise's fault didn't happen it didn't happen nobody went Christ it was Louise's fault because whether that was he was protected by the fact that JT failed to get to the ball before um, the fantastically named Ricky Van Volswinkel um, uh, yeah it's um, to be honest I thought it was 6-1 after I thought they were both 
slightly guilty of ball watching. JT lost his man, and so did Louise. I do not, you know, portioning it either way. I thought they just lost each other for a little bit. weren't entirely sure where um, their man, their respective men were. And um, but, that, that, but a good bit of forward play. I'm not I'm not yeah. decrying either either defender. I do a good bit of forward play and link up between the two. But I thought both both Louis and Terry were just a bit yeah. a bit lost for the goal. But, you know, I think the, I always let's take this point. Defenders concede goals. They always do. Goalkeepers concede them. So you might want to argue that Petr Cech could. You know, I've often had this kind of theory that he's a little bit too bound to his line. You know, to his actual line rather than doing a Schmeichel and coming out and you know boshing a few people and, and, and taking control you know so but I, I still think that it, you know it's, to, it's to nice it's, yeah it's, sorry it's, to summarise it, it's between JT and Louise it's not the the kind of no. goal where Alan Hansen would sit there and shake his head and say shock and defend yeah, you know yeah. it, it wasn't it was you know faults on both sides Absolutely. I'm pleased that we've got competition for places because I think that's something we might will have been lacking in the last few years. You know, and uh, I go back to um, you know we've all been no doubt having rib tickling fun. Apart from Mark, who's obviously taken a very serious role tonight, looking after Tottenham fans in despair after yesterday. Um, but we've, with the rest of us who are slightly more callous than that and less caring and less compassionate, um, have undoubtedly you know had great fun with Tottenham fans today at work. But I remember a game against Sunderland when Carlo was in charge at Stamford Bridge, um, when we were so bereft of choices at the back. Um, he put Paolo Ferreira in as a centre back in front of um, Jeffrey Brumer, who'd not put a foot wrong in his that few appearances. And, and we were done 3 0 quite mm. comprehensively in t- to the point at the end when we conceded the third goal, where the rousing chant of. Um, it went round the ground because it was just that sort of thing. Yeah, so Paolo I, going at centre back never really worked. I think he played there against Liverpool one season. Yeah. I think we ended up with Liverpool, um, with um, with him and Essien at centre back for one season, yeah. and that all went horribly wrong. Whereas Jose Bosingua was always <laughs> completely and utterly reliable as a centre back. Uh, well, he, he played. He played yeah, in yeah. some. He played in some of our finest victories. He did. As yeah. Centre back. He did. He did. I mean, you may laugh. I'm not laughing. You may I laugh. No, not you, Mike. I've, I've finished having a punch up with you. That's all over. <laughs> it's me and Glover now are out on the yeah. cobbles. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. He was, laughed uh, at me there. He laughed uh, like a hyena at my. I, I, my, I, I did because you know, I well thought now, out. I'm rather heavily statement. into. I'm rather heavily into Peaky Blinders, so I've got my <laughs> razor doffed cap ready. To eat, you know, so just watch it, Sunbeam. Ready to um, pop. Indeed. Um, uh, all I want to say is, is it's just nice to have those choices. That was the point I was making. It's a th- nice yes, to have that. And I, I think that's part of Mourinho's skill. It didn't quite work at Real Madrid, um, it, but it has worked at every other team he's been at, which is where you have that bigger squad and you manage to keep 98% of them happy. You know, he, he, he did that before. He didn't keep Gallus happy, so Gallus mm. went was no loss in the end uh, and we discovered uh, the John Terry Carvalho partnership which was fantastic so I think he knows what he's doing I think he has that ability to say to people and I think that's probably I'd like to think that's what he said to Cahill you are the future don't you worry you'll get enough games yeah. mm. the only thing that interests me is tactically if, if if he sticks with Terry and Louise as his number one partnership say um, <clears throat> is that it can't and again, I'm not knocking John Terry, but he can't then play this high block that he talked about the other week and, you know, which he wanted matter to adjust his game in order to be able to play it, i.e., you know, pressing up higher up the pitch, taking the ball off the opposition earlier. You know, you, you can't do that with, with Terry at centre-back because he... You know, it has happened a couple of seasons ago when, was it Mourinho or was it AVB started to play that? It was VS Boas. Sorry, uh, VS Boas, not um, Ancelotti, yeah, who who started to move down that road. Um, But, you know, if Terry has to push up to the halfway line, he can be exposed quite badly by, by, you know, players with pace. So it more or less sends out a message to to me that he's going to continue playing this allowing the opposition to have the ball 
up to the halfway line at least, mm. um, which I then think Ramirez and Lampard are ill-suited to play as a defence because they're then having to adjust to players coming onto them quickly, whereas higher up the pitch, <clears throat> they may be able to shut the ball down easier. That's just... Uh, mm. you know, my, Possible. Possible. My, you know, we shall I, see how that develops. Mark, you have... Were we on telly, I'd have a little board and I'd do... <laughs> You'd have a wand or something. Um Mark, you, anything to add on the um, matters of defence? You happy with um, with the way it's shaping up? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I agree with Tony. It's um, it's good we've got competition um, everywhere, really, apart from centre forward. Um, mm. So, I mean, there are difficult decisions to be There's made. There's no competition for left back, really, though, is there? Because he's not. Um, no, nah, not really. Um, he's sticking with that, the But having said that, that's not really a crisis for us. Whereas. Um, lack of competition for a centre forward may turn out to be a crisis in that we're relying on midfielders the whole time. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's not an easy job being a manager because there are, you know, a squad of 25, 11 are playing. There are 14, you know, the, the majority are going to be hacked off each week and you've got to keep appeasing them. Uh, but at centre back, um, you know, I, I rate John Terry very, very heavily. Um, he, he's never had pace. But his positional play is Bobby Moore-like. Um, he just knows where to be. Yes. He does need a bit of pace alongside him, and Luis has more pace than Cahill. So I, I would play John, play John Terry. One, because he's a fantastic defender. Two, he will get stuck in where <coughs> others don't tread. And he is a leader, from what I've told. You know, I've never been on the pitch with him. I don't know what he's saying. Um... Mm. I'll have to ring Anton to find out exactly what he says during a game. He's not available tonight. Um, Going by the court transcripts, there was a fair amount of um, yeah. effing no. and blinding. But he that. does know how to um, jockey his teammates along. So you, I think you have, for, for those reasons, I would say John Terry is is a starter. And to compliment him, I think um, Luis is a better compliment than Cahill because Luis has got you know good ball skills, got a bit of pace yeah. and so on. We had baking last week. We got Masterchef this week. <laughs> I don't agree with um, Tony. I, I'm not sure Cahill is the future. Um, I was reading yesterday, actually, that I think we've signed some, or about to sign some Argentinian defender. Yes. Who uh, they said is a John Terry-esque type player, which would imply to me, you know, John Terry has, um, his days are numbered, physically. So if he was to wind down next season, and we bring in an Argentinian um, John Terry lookalike. It could be John. Te- it could be the Argentinian and Luis next season, and not Gary Cahill. I mean, I like Gary sure, Cahill. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's not top draw when, when it when it comes to the crunch. I know he's done fantastically well in the Champions League final. He's a fighter. He's typically English, but he's not top draw. I would tend to agree. I have to say, no, I like. I and I would tend to disagree quite strongly with that, but. Um, but I, I've quite enjoyed Mark and Donal arguing without me joining in. So, <laughs> well, when were we arguing? Well, if, 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 you know, carry, you were if you carry, carry on slagging Gary Cale off, then me and you are going to have an argument. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a row. Um, we, yeah, we didn't really have an argument. You're right, Tony. There wasn't an argument. I was just warned off. It was a big, heavy bloke with dark glasses appeared at the gates and said, Son? What are you doing around here? Get away. Um, the, the chap we are supposedly signing at the end of the season is Nicholas Otamendi from Porto um, and Jose is thought to be a, an admirer um, he's 25 played 15 times for his country um, and he seems to have a magnificent selection of tattoos as far as I can see from the interweb um, so um, yeah he's supposedly arriving at the end of the season so um, we shall see um, we shall see where that leads Um I think that probably covers the games themselves. Um, obviously, we have slightly annoyed. It's, it's always moderately annoying. Um, international break coming up, um, just as we're starting to get on a little bit of a roll, which is a little unfortunate. It would probably have been nice to have been playing this weekend because I think we did hopefully built on it. But um, off they go for international duty, um, flying to various different corners of the world. Um, so and next... 
Oh, sorry, can I interrupt? Just, just, uh, the, I don't know if you were aware of this. You talked about flying off to different corners. Well. Are you aware that Chelsea actually flew to Norwich yesterday? Which, which yes, it's incredible, isn't it? That must have been like, what, you get in a jet, you fire the engines up, you, it must have been like one of those little island hops, wasn't <coughs> it? It was a jet, they went on a jet, you know, this, I'm just yeah, gobsmacked uh, by that, you know. There. Was it a jet or was it? It was a jet, it was a, it was a proper jet, an executive jet. No, but to be fair enough, um, there were roadworks on the northbound motorway and the trains weren't running. Right. Due to engineering works. Yeah, it was all a bit disastrous, the, the journey up there. From so I'm not sure what other choice they had. I mean, they could have gone by boat up the well, Thames Well, I think, it, I round, think my, I my, my point is more that it was a jet, not a turboprop or a helicopter. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because jet engines only become efficient and only really work at a certain altitude. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> you would have thought they wouldn't get that high up before they were coming down uh, again. Exactly, unless they flew over France first or something. I can't remember. I mean, I did, I, I, the only time I've ever flown in sort of a propeller one, I, in fact, I think it was a sort of East Anglian air, sort of airline, suckling, <laughs> suckling, suckling airlines. I got it from uh, Stansted, I think, or somewhere to Waterford Airport. And basically, the bloke just flew down the M4 <laughs> over Swansea. At a height of over feet. Yeah, over, out over Pembroke Dock. <laughs> had a look, saw where the ferry was heading to Rosslare, followed him, and kept going towards Waterford. You never, you know, you could see the ground all the time, which, as someone who doesn't like heights, you know, I much prefer to get, you know, right up there where you're too high to really see anything. But yeah, that's weird. I would have thought they'd have, um, you know, I'm no expert on aviation, just like I'm no expert on football or anything. But uh, it seems strange to me that it did strike me as a little unusual. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the most strange thing about it was they flew to Gatwick and then took a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from Lo- London City Airport to Gatwick and got the bus. Oh dear. Well, they used to, they used to be a shuttle. We laugh, but there used to be a shuttle helicopter that went from Heathrow to Gatwick. There was. There used to be um, many many years ago. But it'd have to be one of those big, like um, banana Vietnam War type, dropping you in the rice fields to get a whole football team on, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be a little normal. I can, I can just, helicopter. I can just see Mourinho and the boys arriving, speakers speakers hanging out the doors with a yeah. ride of the Valkyries play. Right. <laughs> All dropping out into the middle of a potato field in Norwich, in Norfolk. A rather, rather fitting way to arrive. Ready for yeah. that. Um, I, we're digressing a little here. Um, so yes, international break. Um, we reconvene... Um, in the Premier League with the home game against Cardiff on Saturday the 19th and then over the next 10 days uh, we're away to Schalke, we've got City at home um, and then two days later, slightly annoyingly, is the um, the Arsenal League Cup game um, for which Mourinho I believe did actually mutter that he was going to put the under-21s out if they were insistent on playing it on a Tuesday after the, um, the City game on a Sunday which doesn't seem ideal. Um, Torres well, that, will presumably that, be out. That's what Arsenal will do, isn't it? So, well, yeah, true, true. Um, Torres will. Played, pres- they played a fairly uh, bigger team, didn't they? He's not done the sort of putting out the kids quite so much in the last two years, Wenger. Well, he's he? a trophy, doesn't he? That's exactly. You stopped, took the words straight out of my mouth. He must be getting in short. He needs a trophy. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, Torres will presumably be out for um, all of that. Um, other than that, anyone else have anything to lob into the um, into the mix? <laughs> Please do. I, I quite like uh, uh, the midwinter break. This is this comes per- at a perfect time for me. This break because um, I have a weekend free from football and, and watching a game either on the television or whatever. I can ignore that. I can go off on my bike rides to get my last bit of training because I, I had to miss yesterday. Um, because I basically shredded myself to pieces on Saturday, and well, that's it. Uh, it was extraordinarily painful. Um, but like I said, the um, the utterly smooth cream has, has worked wonders. Applied with generous amounts of hydrocortisone in the right areas as well. Um, I think you're going to supply by the wife then. But... <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, I do my three day bike ride. Um, I finish on the 18th, and we are at home to Cardiff um, on the 19th. Um, which yes, I'm not saying it would be an easy game, but it's a nice game to go back into. Um, <coughs> it's a Saturday three o'clock kickoff. Shock horror. Um, 
Uh, and it's a day when I'm not driving to the ground, so we'll be able to um, have a beer or two as well. So happy days as far as I'm concerned. More international breaks. Well, no, not more of them. I actually suggested that they should do. I don't know why they don't all just delay the start of the season by four weeks and get it all out of the way. Get it all out of the way. It's a season start then. You have all your internationals at the beginning, you know, uh, midway through August when you'd normally start the football season. You get them all out of the way over three or four weeks. The fans are kind of united in a way if those that can't be bothered about England or the home nations got to be because there there are more than one um, countries in in the United Kingdom, as we know. and and then and after the that, you, union didn't completely pass you by. No, it didn't actually. Uh, and then you straight into the football season, all the way through to Christmas. Have a little break at Christmas. Job done. That's what I would prefer, I would have thought would have been a nicer way of doing it. You know, that's your manifesto. It is. Yes, play the internationals before we start the season and stop pissing around. Although in this particular case, it has actually worked in my favour. Would do quite nicely. But I am reappraising my calendar on the basis you've described this as a midwinter break. It doesn't yes. feel like midwinter to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've come up with some awful term called sumtum because it's uh, you know uh, autumn has quite kicked in and summer seems to be hanging on. So they they've got these idiot. Journalists, I guess, all living in Hampstead and places like going. Oh God, it's some time, isn't it? So, um, what is the name of all that is? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's fires belief. Sounds like sounds like sort of a, a condition of the, of the belly that means you you got so fat you resemble a sumo wrestler. You know, you sort of say, see that bloke, he's got a sum thumb. Some, yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's a sad indictment of today's. Of cultural and society today, where we feel the need to, you know, bring two different words together in order to, you know, make a new one to describe a situation, rather than you know, just using normal English. You know, and there was always one that I hated was a, a company who deliver parcels, and they were called Parcel Line, Parcel Line, but they only had one L in it, and I never knew whether you would pronounce it Parcel Line. Or Parceline as one word or whatever. I fucking hate it. Like all this J Lo and Parceline. It sounds like a sounds like a country in Western. Yeah, States. exactly. You know. So you know. I mean, when we start referring to when we start referring to the good doctor as Dofo, um, I'm out of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to Doofus. Um, <laughs> right. I, I I am a little concerned about your pedalling action tone. The way you're talking about being shredded, I, I believe that you may be moving. There, must, there might be too much lateral movement on the saddle, and um, you need to double check that your your you know saddle to to crank heights etc are all properly adjusted because it sounds to me like you might be rocking too much in the saddle it was actually a a rather (laughs) call me Dave Brailsford if you must but it was an older pair of shorts with some rather um, severe stitching that did the job (sighs) okay truth right um If there are no other football-related matters and the, the political <laughs> broadcast for the Tony Glover party is, is now over, um, I think we should probably convene and um, and finish until next time. Um, I suspect we'll be away for a fortnight because, frankly, there's bugger all worth talking about until, um, until then. Um, Cardiff is our next game um, on October the 19th, as Tony mentioned. Um, Tony obviously is, as, as previously billed, um, Riding 300 miles from Newbury to Manchester for charity. Good luck, Tony. Look yes, on the website. By the by, the time we um, by the time we get together again, you'll you'll have done it. So yes, indeed, very good luck to you. Um, yes. I, I may believe... be trying. I may be trying to smuggle one of them donut arse pillows into Stamford Bridge that day. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> and, and why not? Of course. Um, so yeah, very best of luck for that. You can still sponsor Tony. Tone, given the details. Uh, yes, it's um, if you can if you do it by text, it's the send um, uh, to the, the code is TGLO TGLO 61 and then put the amount £5 it's a maximum of £10 if you do it by text um, and you text that to 700 you will get a response which is asking you if you want to give gift aid um, you just say yes it doesn't cost you any extra money it just means that the government have to throw a couple of quid in as well um, or you can go to www. <coughs> justgiving.com slash Tony Glover CFC and make a donation there and it will be all gratefully received for a very good cause prostate cancer
Cancer UK. Um, um, and so I think we all know that that is a, uh, a very worthy cause. And thank you. Indeed. Good stuff. Um, on that note, that's it. Gents, Good night. thank you very much. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.